But if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to 2 Peter chapter number 1, and I'm going to read the entire chapter, and basically I'm just going to rewind, and we're just going to dissect it, and the three points that I have is going to literally just be more of our scriptures, okay? So uh, we won't be going to any other passages. I'm going to read uh, the first 11 verses, then we'll pray and see what the Lord would say. 2 Peter chapter number 1, starting at the first verse, it says this, uh, this letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patience endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for one another. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's good all by itself, okay? So I want to teach from the subject, I'm growing up. Would you say that with me? I'm growing up. Again, a little bit louder. I'm growing up. One more time, real loud. I'm growing up. And nudge the person next to you and say, thank you for doing so. I really appreciate that. We're going to get along much better now. Bow your heads. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to grow up. Amen. Okay. Uh, I was born in 75. And so um, Saturday morning cartoons was a big deal when I was growing up. Um, and you had some cartoons and then you had some kind of like uh, produced shows as well. Uh, as for some reason, as I was uh, reading and going over uh, this message and reading uh, this particular passage, uh, Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, Funhouse. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember Pee Wee Herman's Funhouse? Um, uh, you know, you had the mailman and the rodeo guy, and uh, they had a word, like a, the special word of the day. And, and whenever anyone said that word, everyone just went crazy. <laughs> like the camera started zooming in and out, because that's all like tech could do back then is like zoom in and out. Like the coolest video vi music videos, they just went like this. And they were like, that is great video. Now you got CG and fire and all kind of stuff. But back then it was just, uh, cool, because I'm a wordsmith, whatever the word was, anytime somebody said the word, and of course, Pee Wee, <laughs> ah, ah, he said the word, ah, and they would all do the word, and everybody would just go crazy every time that word was spoken. Well, I don't want you to do that with this message. Um, you don't have to go crazy every time you hear the word grow, 
Uh, but uh, again, my brain's kind of weird. And so when I heard the word grow and when I read it, every single time Pee Wee Herman came to mind. That has nothing to do with this message. It's just more insight on how crazy I am as a pastor. Okay. Uh, but the word grow is what we're going to focus on. And what's important uh, for you to realize is that uh, as a congregation, as we're growing and, and we're talking about community and how we want that community to form, uh, it, is, it is vitally important uh, to me and the leadership of Embassy City Church that we are growing spiritually. Not that we are just growing numerically. We thank God for that. God builds His church, but that we're actually growing spiritually. And you would be surprised how many people uh, uh, don't really consider or care if people are growing spiritually. It's almost like uh, if you have a kid in school and they're coming home and, and they never want to show you a progress report or they never want to show you uh, any of their uh, uh, report cards and uh, you say, hey, where's your report card? And you just take their word for it that they're doing good. They come home, hey, mom, my teacher said I'm doing good. And you just go, oh, okay, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm calling. It's not that I don't trust you. I just want to back that up with an actual adult, okay? <laughs> well, in the same way, I love to see God building his church. It was God who told us to come to Irving. It was God who said that he wanted to build a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church. But it is our stewardship responsibility to not only maintain and steward the people that God is bringing to this church, but to also make sure that they are growing spiritually. And, and, and I don't want to be a big church at the expense of spiritual depth. There's two ways a church gets big. They can grow big or they can swell big. And growing and swelling are two different things. Anybody go to the gym? Anybody go to the gym? Some of y'all just got your gym memberships last month. <laughs> okay, real high, if you go to the gym, you like going to the gym, you work out a little bit, okay, great. Uh, how many people have actually used their gym in the last, you know, 30, 45 days, you actually went to the gym, okay? How many pe people feel right now you're in the best shape of your life? Okay, all right. Hands went down a little bit on the best shape of your life. They're like, dude, it's only been 45 days. Calm down, give me a minute, okay? Here's what I want you to understand. When you go to the gym and you start working out your muscles, if, if, if you're going to grow, then there has to be some weight and there has to be some re resistance. There's gonna be uh, uh, muscle, muscle tissue that breaks and tears and needs to recover, but over the course of time, you're going to get in some really good shape. You don't need to do anything to swell. Ladies, if you were walking down the street in your heels and your heel got caught in a crack in the sidewalk and you severely twisted your ankle, it's just going to swell. Nobody's going to walk up to you and be like, your ankles look amazing. <laughs> Have you been working out on your ankles? I mean, they are getting big. Nobody is intentionally trying to have buff ankles. There is no weight to isolate the ankle to try to get a buff ankle. The only thing you need to do to get a swell is have a twist. What you need 
for growth is wait. God is going to grow this church, which means that there's going to be times that he puts weight on us, and there's going to be some resistance that's placed on us, that as we get under it and push and understand how God wants us to live our lives, we're going to get stronger. But the only thing I would need to do to have a swelling church is twist God's word. And I could pack this service out and the previous service, and we could go to a third with me just being entertaining and funny, have some cool lights, some great music, and come in and just say something you like to hear that never convicts you to go past where you are. You'd walk out of here feeling incredibly motivated, but not spiritually strong. I am not interested in pastoring that church. So we're going to grow. And part of what happens in a great community is that you grow. Anybody live in a community that has an HOA? If you've, ever, if you've ever lived in a community where they didn't have a homeowner's association and then you live in a community that has a homeowner's association, what you find out is when you move into the area that has a homeowner's association, you realize they care about stuff. <laughs> they care about stuff you didn't really care about before you moved into that neighborhood. You were like, you know, before, if you lived in an apartment, you didn't care about nothing. <laughs> you were like, light bulb went out. Hello, come fix this light bulb. <laughs> sink went out. Hello, the sink is out. Okay, trash? Oh, I might put the trash out when I need to. I might not. I'll just go over to the bin and throw it in the bin. You move into a neighborhood with an HOA, they take pictures. <laughs> I've never caught one of them yet, but when I do, I'm going to pray for them. I'm just saying, I'm, I'll pray. I'm going to lay hands on them, maybe. We, we've had notes on our door with a picture of our trash can outside of our garage, three days after trash day. What a reminder. Hey, <laughs> according to the HOA, your trash is not supposed to, and it's a picture of my trash can in front of my house, like I don't recognize it. <laughs> like you could have just put the note without my, the picture of my driveway, like I don't know I live here. I don't know if you've been at your house in a while. It's a trash can. It's not inside, it's outside. And according to our HOA, it shouldn't be there. Hey, your grass doesn't look like it's been cut in a while. I don't know if you need some references. But here's a list of 30 people that would love to come cut your grass for $25, okay? There's a level of accountability in a community where we want to grow and be safe. There's chaos in communities where there's no accountability. We're going to be a community that grows together, okay? So there's three points that I want you to have. Write these down. The first point, I'm graced to grow. I'm graced to grow. Look at uh, verse 2 through 4. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow. Ah! Sorry, Pete Herman. Uh, in your knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us, underline this if this is not underlined in your Bible, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. 
We have received all this by coming to know Him, the one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. I've been graced to grow. We live in this incredible dispensation of grace given to us by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And that grace that God gave us to live the life he's called us to live is not just a blanket for us to live however we want to live and just say, hey, I'm under grace. I'm just trying the best I can. I mean, not perfect, so what can I do? Well, you can grow. Wherever you are now, you don't have to be later. We're not asking you to go from zero to 60 and have everything figured out in two weeks, but what we are saying is, are you committed to a growth process in your life, relationally, spiritually, emotionally, financially? Are you committed to grow? I know people that have gym memberships, and uh, they don't go to the gym. It's futile. You're just getting $30 taken out of your account every week or every month, contributing to the lights being on for somebody else, but you're not taking advantage of the opportunity to grow yourself. But they give you grace to grow. You get the gym membership and nobody bangs on your door the very next day at five o'clock in the morning, wake up! (laughs) Drop and give me 20 right now! You became a member of my gym. You're going to get in shape now. Woo! Let's go. Veins popping out the gut. Get it. I want you to get it. Squats right now. Get it in. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's going to call and be like, hey, I miss you. Haven't worked on your biceps in a while. You coming back? There's grace. You said you wanted the membership. You said you wanted to grow. So there's enough grace space for you to get in and go, look, I can't work on everything. I'm not going to be my ideal weight or my ideal size, or I'm not going to build up the strength that I need to uh, uh, in one day, but I'm committed to start chipping at this right now. And I've been graced to do so. God has given us an overwhelming power and grace through his Holy Spirit so that we can grow. Not for us to stay the same. And not for us to use that same grace as an excuse to stay where we are, but to grow into what he's called us to be. Here's what I love what Peter says. You already have everything you need to live the godly life that he's calling you to be. So many times people come down for altar ministry and they go, I I need prayer for this and I need prayer for that. And if I only had this and I only had that and I only had the other, then I could be uh, where I'm supposed to be and receive the spiritual breakthrough so I can go to the next level and whatever other churchy colloquialism we can come up with to talk about how we need to grow. And uh, Scripture says you already have everything you need. You've been given the grace already to grow. You don't need a grace to grow. You already have a grace to grow. If you start working out and you haven't worked out in a while, you're going to be sore. (laughs) You're going to walk home and feel great and get ready to wake up the next morning and you get ready to move and you're like, "Ah! oh, 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 oh boy, that's, oh, there's a muscle there. I didn't even know. 
I didn't know, I didn't know I could be sore in the middle of my back. Um, wow. Mmm. 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 You start finding unique ways to get out of the bed. You just take a foot out and you kind of slide over to your knees and then kind of on your knees, step up and you're like, and you're trying to put on your shirt. And you're like, oh, my shirt, oh, 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 mm, 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 mm. button up today. I'm wearing a button up. I can't get anything over. Soreness doesn't mean something bad is happening. Soreness means something good is happening. Do you know how many times people come to church and be faced with a challenging message or, or, or have to be, have their uh, perspective corrected and they feel sore afterwards and they don't want to go to church anymore? God's just calling me to go to another church. I just feel like he's moving me on. But it's been great. I, I, I would be able to appreciate that more if we weren't the ninth church in three months. You switch gym membership more than you change clothes because you can't be under any weight. But God's given you the grace to be under some weight. And if you don't stay under it, you simply won't grow. Point number two, write this down. I'm encouraged to grow. I'm encouraged to grow. Here's what it says in verses five through seven. In view of all this, all this grace that God has given through Jesus Christ for us to be in this position to live the godly life he's called us to, view, uh, to, to be in. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith, and this is a stack. This is just a stack of weight that he's saying to put on. Supplement your faith with generous provision, uh, with a generous provision of moral excellence, moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, self-control with patient endurance, patient endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. It's bookended by faith and love. He says, there's some things that I want you to put on this, this bar in the middle. There's some weight I want you to put on this bar in the middle. In between your faith and your love, I want you to stack moral excellence. I want you to stack knowledge. I want you to stack brotherly affection. I want you to get, get up under this weight, and I want you to exercise your faith until you become a strong discipled, mature believer that can handle the things in life, and we're going to encourage you to do that. If you go to the gym and you don't know exactly what to get involved with first, it would be good to get a trainer. Have you, has anyone ever been to the gym and seen someone using a piece of equipment incorrectly but with confidence? It would be different if you sheepishly walked up and said, I really don't know what to do here. It looks like maybe you do that with it. Like maybe I hold on to this and kind of do that. And, and then, and, hey, can somebody help me? Because I'm not, and they'll go, no, 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 that's wrong, all the way wrong. You're supposed to sit down and then you're going to isolate your triceps on this. And, oh, I didn't, triceps? I didn't even know I had those. What is that? And it's just this back here. Okay, okay, thank you. Uh, but, but there's nothing worse <laughs> or more entertaining <laughs> then the guy or gal that walks up to a piece of equipment with confidence and with bravado 
And they are just, and like no muscles are being worked. But they look like they're doing something. And they let go, oh, feel the burn, feel the burn. And you're going, "Mm mm-mm, no, actually, mm, stop. Don't ever, you're embarrassing all of us. The entire community wishes for you to stop doing that now. If you need help, ask. If you need counseling, get it. When we have altar ministry, if you need prayer, get the prayer. I want you to see our altar ministry team no different than you see a a spotter at the gym. Anybody ever worked on a a, a new weight and you needed someone to spot you? Have, have, Have you ever been around the person that feels like they don't need a spotter? They put three 45 plates on each side, bench press, get under it. I got this. Like, no one's with them. They're just, I, we only, who, who are you talking to right now? Pumped, I got this. They get under it. They're doing all this stuff. Got it. They're not even through two or three reps from lifting the bar up. Oh, God, this may have been a mistake. They're having the weight here. This thing is already happening. (laughs) They still won't ask for help. So, like, there's a guy over here who has clearly been in the gym. You look at him and you're like, God bless you. You're disciplined, okay? So he sees the guy. He has his ear plugs in. And, and, and here's, the th- here's the difference between this guy and this guy. This guy's not better than this guy. He's just been in the gym longer. Like you would think you would ask that guy. <laughs> that guy looks over and he goes, oh, boy. This guy's here. Walks over, because this guy, he's losing it now, right? He's about to decapitate himself or crush his larynx. And the guy just comes over with one arm. Jesus. Walks away, doesn't say anything to him. You all right, bud? He's just like, why are you doing this to yourself? Take off two of those plates and humble yourself before the almighty God. Me. No, I'm just kidding. So... One of the things that I don't, I don't want this church to become is a church full of residents and visitors that act like they have it all together. I want to encourage you to grow. And if you need some help, I want to encourage you to ask. Because we want to grow with you, but we can't grow for you. So we're encouraging you, grow! But we can't put in more effort than you. This is not an amen message. I think you already got the gist of that from the title. But this is a true 
heart's cry as a pastor of a growing church. I see the numbers. I, I, I see what God is doing, and, and, I, and I get excited about it, but I'm not more excited than your individual spiritual growth. And so I encourage you to grow. The Holy Spirit shared something with me several years ago uh, that I thought was odd until he told me what he meant. He said, hey, Tim, do you know that um, uh, there's many of my kids that are incredible fasters? And he was talking about fasting, like when you, for maybe two three days, 10 days, 21 days, you would fast from uh, watching television or social media or from food. He said, they're incredible fasters. And I said, we're incredible fasters? He said, yes, son, because they only eat their bread once a week. He was talking about time in the word of God. If this is the only time you've opened your Bible, all week, you're not going to grow. You need to eat. <laughs> you need to have time with the Lord, and I encourage you to grow in that regard. Point number three, write this down. I love point number three. I grow to grow. I grow to grow. The more you grow like this, underline that. If that's not in your Bible, underlined, highlight it, put a pen through it, whatever. The more you grow like this, like what? Like he talked about previously, stacking the faith to the generosity, to the moral excellence, to all of it. He says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Here's what he says. He says, if you fail to grow like this, you're stunting your own development. Have you ever seen somebody in the gym? Huge. From the waist up. And they're like right under their waist, these two sticks just go straight down. It's the guy or gal that hates leg day. And so they get really big up here, but then they're like. Well, there's a lot of people in the body of Christ like that. They're top heavy. You can lift a lot, but you can't carry anything. And so you'll volunteer for every position in the church, and you'll walk in, and you'll say, I can lift, and I want to be on the prayer team, and I want to be on this team, and I want to do everything. But as soon as there's conflict, your legs snap. As soon as there is an issue, the knees start quivering. Because you've learned how to carry, I mean, you've learned how to lift some things, but you can't carry any weight. There's so many gifted people uh, uh, in the body of Christ, and, and, and some of them have been given so many tasks to lift up, but they can't carry any responsibility. And it's poor stewardship to give someone who can lift but not carry authority. Lifting is easy to give away. Responsibility is not. And if you can't carry anything, it's hard to give out authority because 
Usually, in a spiritual context, you got to carry other people. And if you can't deal with conflict or, or you can't have the tough conversations, can you at least do a squat? It's just down and up. Or do some burpees. It's the best exercise ever. It will hurt you, though. I grow to go. I, I grow to go. I grow to grow. <laughs> Going is next week. It's on my mind. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those God has called and chosen. Now, I want to stop right here. Work hard to prove. There may be some people that, well, you know, I'm, I'm under grace. It's not about works. We're not talking about your salvation. Remember, if you join a membership of a gym, you're a member. Doesn't mean you're in shape. You give your life to Jesus Christ, you are saved. It doesn't mean you are spiritually strong. Two different things, okay? So, nope, your, your salvation is not in question, okay? This is not a message to make anybody feel guilty. It's to uh, give you an awareness that there are some areas in your life that you may need to grow in, and all of us have areas we need to grow in. I'm concerned with, with, with two types of people. The, the, the type of people that don't think they need to grow, that's one thing, that, that's one way you have to attack that. The, the, the other thing that really concerns me is those that think they are grown. I don't need to hear this message. You're not talking to me, but I wish Sarah was here. I'm going to make sure as soon as this podcast out, Sarah gets it. If that's your attitude, this is definitely your message. Anytime we show up to get a word that we think someone else needs to hear, it probably means we've deceived ourselves into thinking we no longer need to hear it. If you're in shape, great. This is just a wonderful reminder to encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing. But if there's some areas of your life that the Holy Spirit is kind of pushing on as I'm talking, he's the one speaking to you, then I encourage you, listen to what he's telling you and open up your heart and get what you need so you can grow. Work hard to prove does not mean that I'm trying to prove my righteousness. What it means is I want you to be ebullient, zestfully enthusiastic, really excited about getting your spiritual growth in order in a way that shows God and man that you can be trusted with responsibility. Lastly, it says this. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance to the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do these things, and you will never fall away. I was told growing up, never say never. Don't use the word never. Here's what, Paul, here's what Peter says. If you do this, you'll never fall away. I don't know anyone that has a disciplined, routine life, growing, praying, reading their Bibles, that falls away from the Lord. I haven't met one yet. I haven't met anyone that has a vibrant relationship with God uh, in the good seasons and the bad seasons. Not that everything's always going right, but there's a discipline that, you know what, I don't feel good today, I'm still going to the gym. I don't feel good, I don't feel like getting up this morning, but there's a discipline to my lifestyle now. I've never seen that person fall away from the Lord. The only people that fall away from the Lord are those that stop working out. You can take this all the way back to the book of Genesis. In chapter number three, 
The only reason why Lucifer had an opportunity to have a conversation with Eve because she was no longer having a conversation with the Father. There's absolutely no way he could walk up and, and just casually just start off a conversation, because who starts a conversation like this? Did he not say you could eat of every tree? First of all, good morning. I don't even know who, you, like, who are you to be talking to me? But you know what happened? She had been disconnected long enough with her head tilted far enough looking at something she knew she was forbidden to have long enough to have someone put a question mark in her head about the instruction that they were given. You know what Satan's banking on? He's banking on you not going to the gym. He's banking. He can't wait for you to stop going. He can't wait for you to go, man, I did like 11 days in a row. Man, I'm good. 11 days in, 30 days out, man, I'm, I read my Bible last Tuesday. It was amazing. I even took notes. I studied those notes. I'm doing good. Some people say, well, I don't want to read my Bible. I don't even understand it. Find something you do understand. You don't have to go through Chronicles. You can find something you like in there. Well, I'm not getting anything out of it. Just eat. When I hear people tell me, I have a struggle reading the Bible and reading it every day, and I'm not really getting anything out of it, this is what I ask them. What did you eat last year on Thursday, March 22nd? They look like, what? I said, did you eat breakfast last year on a th- I eat breakfast every morning. Okay. Do you remember what you ate? No, I don't remember what I ate. But you did eat. Yes, I did eat. Why did you eat? I was hungry. Why? The other reason why you ate. I need a few for today. You know why you should read your Bible every single day? You need fuel. You don't have to. You could put it down and go, man, that was great. Take three steps and go, what did I just read? <laughs> We're not telling you to read the Bible so you can prep for a theological seminary. But you know, you know what happens to the people that go to the gym and don't eat? They faint. They wake up in the back of an ambulance. (laughs) Where am I? Where am I? You're in an ambulance. And we already know why you're here. You didn't eat, did you? No, I just got up and, you know, I'm so excited. I'm so on fire for God. I just wanted to get involved in ministry, but you don't eat. You're going to faint. You're going to pass out. You will pass out. You will pass out. So we're five months into this church, and y'all want us to do a lot of stuff. Come on. When are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? When we all grow up. I'm not introducing any ministries here past our point to be able to carry it. Because I do not want us to fall over eight months later. I'm not going to be here for 80 days. I plan to be here for 20 years. So we will get to do everything but we will do it with strong legs, strong arms. I'm growing up. We're growing up. And we're doing it together. 
This is what we get to do in a community. I'm not grown. You're not grown. I'm going to make mistakes. I've been a, pa- a senior pastor for five months. Sometimes I know what I'm doing. A lot of times I'm like, okay, Jesus, here we go. But we're growing together. And if we grow like we're supposed to spiritually, then God will do some amazing things numerically. And we will see Irving and the surrounding region changed for the glory of God. Amen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? And I know this can be a difficult message to hear, but it's just like when I go train uh, with one of my dear friends, he puts weight on uh, the bar or on the machine that I don't think I can lift and or press. But he's there to give me some encouragement. And I never get lazy or get used to a certain weight because he's always going to challenge me to go further than I went before. Whether your spiritual walk started two weeks ago or whether it started 40 years ago, there's still areas where we can grow. So in a moment, we're going to pray, and our altar ministry team has already come forward. These are your spotters. <laughs> if you need prayer for any reason, in a moment, we're all going to stand to our feet. And as we sing this last song, if you need somebody to just lift some weight off of you this morning or help spot you with some prayers to push through some weight that you're going through, don't let pride get in the way. Come and receive what God has for you and what he wants to do in your life. Maybe you're here this morning, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't even have a gym membership. And you need to join the gym. It doesn't mean you're going to be in shape tomorrow. It means you're making a commitment to start a relationship that makes you better tomorrow than you are today. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would draw every person that needs prayer, that needs a spot, that needs a lift, that needs encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand to your feet?